Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are pitched from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Mort! Quiet down, Mort. It's the middle of the night. I am sure it is just the wind. Mort? Did, did you get out of your cage again? Mort! You're still in your cage! Wait, what? Clarissa! Are you alright, my dear? Clarissa, I'm here for you! I'm here! She's gone! There's blood in the bed! Clarissa! Another guest adventurer means another crazy giveaway. We've partnered with Gabe Hicks and Charity Water to bring you all some awesome prizes while bringing clean water to the world. We've got sets of Gabe's collab dice with Die Hard Dice to give away, a $50 Die Hard Dice gift card, brand new limited edition cast party anniversary merch, and so, so many more things to give away. So head on over to the link in the episode description, give a donation to make the world a better place, alongside countless other ways to enter, and let's make a difference, together. This contest will be running through the end of November, and winners will be announced in episode 30. Best of luck, cast and crew! Hello everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I'm joined by my queued-up cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo at heart musician whose band Black Tie Optional was once asked to play a wedding before. He opened with a beautiful piano rendition of Sugar We're Going Down by Fallout Boy as the bride walked down the aisle and tried to sneak in some of his own original songs during the reception, but was promptly yelled at by the groom's mother after announcing he was going to be playing his newest single. If tricks are for kids, then what does that make the demographic of Honey Nut Cheerios? What? That's the one you went for? Because <laughs> nut is just so in your face, you know? We have Anna Brisbane. 
Blueberry Sky, who has never been to a wedding as an adult, but being the cute, well-known little girl of, of many in the entertainment industry, she's been the flower girl in no less than 12 weddings and may or may not still think that that's what's about to happen here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's in for a surprise. <laughs> we have Nigel Deacon. Heyo, uh, Xander Gucci Supreme, who doesn't know what taxidermy is. <laughs> The concept confuses him, and he thinks that the displays in, like, Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops and things like that are just, like, paper mache and human hair. Human hair? Vince Perito. Jet the Boulder Chambers, big burly heartthrob, who, for those who don't know, he's a big guy for food. One big food that he will do anything for. When I say anything, I mean anything. Dumplings. Good choice. What variety? Dumplings. Fried or steamed? (laughs) Or like chicken. Well, I mean, steamed off the bat, but then if you're if you're feeling you know frisky, then you go for the fried. So, but what what about like like chicken and dumplings? Do you mean Chinese dumplings or like chicken and dumplings or like pierogies? Like every culture has a dumpling, and they're all <laughs> yes. called something different. Yes, dumplings. <laughs> and we have a very special guest this week. Gabe Hicks, also known as Gabe James Games. Welcome, Gabe. Let's go. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I am happy to be here. And I will be introducing Adewolf Kuth. And I think something of his, he definitely has a hidden journal of love poems. Oh. oh. We're going to need to find that. I'm going to find it. Good luck. <laughs> if you can find it, I'll say some of them. I wrote some down. Ooh. Hell yeah. Oh, yes. No way. Yeah. Yeah. But you won't find it. let's talk about what happened last time last time you started out in the basement of matthias's university with kingsley strapped to a table and expelling blue essence out from him their slug-like globs of magic with razor-sharp teeth shot out from his orifices and began slithering their way towards kingsley With the anti-magic barrier all around him, you all took turns destroying these leashes before they could get back into him. Jet swinging his hammer, turning them into sludge, grabbing them with both hands and ripping them off of Kingsley. Blueberry casting hold person and turning into a polar bear. Sebastian strumming some gnarly chords and resonating the leashes from the inside. And Xander throwing the dagger of distraction, entering the cylinder of anti-magic and finger blasting a few of them. Oh god. (laughs) The leashes seem to be... Easy to handle, but with the magic mouth that appeared on Kingsley's forehead and Jet trading places with Kingsley, ending up locked to the table himself, leaving Kingsley vulnerable on the ground, these leeches finally got a few bites out of him and brought him unconscious. Good vibes were sent to Kingsley, and the rest of these leeches were killed with relative ease after Jet strongmanned his way off the table. When the blue essence finally retracted back into Kingsley, he was able to flavor water on his own showing his magic abilities did indeed return. Xander gave him the suspiciously strong ale, and Kingsley broed out while the rest of you went with Matthias, <laughs> talked about moral compasses and how one knows they are doing the right thing, before Matthias brought up another problem, the wedding in Valorith. He is worried the magistrate has something up their sleeve to benefit their cause in some way. He gave you all tickets, and you headed on your way, leaving Kingsley to study at the university, You stopped for some fancy clothes and falafel before leaving for Valorith. Traveling for some time, you took a rest under the willow, as Xander was feeling peckish closer to nighttime. The next day, you traveled through Duford, finding an older halfling man whose owl Mort had gotten out of his cage. 
You helped Quillian Ulysses Ignatius Lexington Thatcher get Mort back to his cage and found out that Mort is there to help prevent his daughter from getting stolen in the night. This has been a problem throughout Duford. You continued your journey, stopped again. Xander was again just a little hungry around nighttime. In the morning, you finally made it to Valorith, went across the large bridge, gave your tickets to the guards here, and saw a weapon check-in table. Scud was here taking weapons from guests, and you heard an argument from one man at the front of the line. Now you are standing just inside the gates of Valorith, four guards ahead of you taking weapons with this man in front of Scud, telling him to let him past. And so the scene is set. The question is... What will you do next? So you guys want to go back and, like, help that guy with the owl and... Yeah, we don't need to be here anymore. Figure that whole thing out. We don't We don't need to be here, right? I'm game. Let's go. All right. Yeah. Y'all just let this man die. All right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would not be bad for us. <laughs> We'd be okay with it, honestly. <laughs> Scud doesn't need to return. At least then it wouldn't be on our conscience. Why don't you give us a quick physical description of your character? Ahead of you, you see a shifter with oaken skin, long gray silvery locks of hair with two large animal ears peeping out the top, and a long large wolf-like tail coming out the back. They are wearing what looks to be knight robes, along with a bit of armor going around and then two long beautiful blue straps going down the front. And you actually see as they turn their face, along the left side of their face there are two enormous scratches down their face and they're blind in their left eye is is scud really trying to turn that guy away like he looks super important listen i don't know who you are you can't come in here with your weapons you need to give me the sword scud i am a royal godsman you need to get the hells out of my way i don't know who you are man i don't know well that's because you're an idiot that's not my fault hey you know you can't just be calling me names like that that's not okay I'm not wrong. Scud, I have a delivery to make to the princess. Are you going to get in the way of the princess? I'm t- I was told by the captain over there not to let anyone in with weapons. Well, so if the captain walks out, are you not going to let the captain in? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the captain's got his sword on him. But he's someone with a weapon. Yeah, but he, he makes the rules. So if you walk out, you can't walk back in yourself. Wait, I mean, but I just got the one sword. Yeah, but it's a weapon. How far away from them are we? Ten feet. And you actually have a different guard come up to you and say, one in each line, please. Hmm. These lines are only about two or three people deep right now, and there's four different guards that are checking in, and these other lines are kind of moving slowly forward. Would it be too much to see if I can interpret from their exchange whether this person wants their weapon with them for some nefarious purpose, or if it's just, like, a similar-to-us situation? Give me insight. Oh! uh, 23! I am going to let Adwolf tell you. It's probably the body language of a soldier. A soldier would not go into a dangerous situation without their weapon, which probably says something about entering a city that should be safe. You're also viewing him, and he has on a Royal Valorith Guard uniform. He looks like he belongs here, and he's being turned away by the magistrate. Hey, Xander, Xander, yo, let's let's try to sneak in with this guy. But we have tickets, bro. Normally, I'm all for, like, sneaking in, but we got tickets. Yeah, but, bro, 
I got my hammer. We could bring that shit in. If anyone here is going to be nightly, it's going to be you, Jet. That's true, but he got the drip, though. Like, he's dripped out. He got that, he got that robes. He got them armors. Okay, he's got his drip, and I'll be the dribble behind him. It's fine. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so you're moving up. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely going up with him now. That was a killer line. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jet, are you pushing to the front of this line? I'm going right up with my boy. Scud looks directly at you. Excuse me, there's a line. Oh, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Are, are you not letting our friend here through? We're trying to get in. And you're going to have to wait, and I'm going to take that hammer away from you, and there's, there's no way you're getting in with no, that. No, 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 I'm sorry. You can't take a royal guardsman's weapons from him. I don't know who this is, and I don't know what you're talking about. Literally just mentioned the royal guardsman, and you ignored that part. But you recognize my outfit, don't you? Yes, yes, but how do I know- Would you like something terrible to happen to the princess? This is a royal guardsman. No, you also need to wait. No, there's no magic allowed. You can't bring the staff in. Captain! He starts yelling, and there is a dragonborn man about 40 feet away. He's talking with a Valorith guard right now. He didn't seem to, like, really care that you guys were here. But now that Scud is yelling for him, he starts walking over before the captain gets there. Jet, look this way. What? What? Just turn around real quick. I'm turning. On the front of his chest, I'm going to cast Prestidigitation on his armor <laughs> to whatever I see on Adderwolf that looks super fancy and like sigil-like. That's going on Jet's breastplate. Adderwolf, you have a sigil. What uh -huh. is it? So the symbol of Valorith, it is a bridge. Yeah. So is it a necklace? Do you have it in your pocket? Is it adorned on your armor? Where is it? I'd say it would be a necklace. There's actually a little bit of a little bit of a change to it. There is a bridge, but underneath the bridge is a single tooth, like a fang. Ooh. Sebastian's able to press the digitate. <laughs> <laughs> so he's also wearing an amulet over top of his armor right now that also has that on it. But like a picture of an amulet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it's trying to look good. I'll uh, I'll whisper to Sebastian. Do, do, do it yourself. You too. You too. I can only do it on one thing, I'm pretty sure. You change your outfit all the time. It's okay, I'll go through. I just need my guitar. And then I rattle the guitar because it's got a dagger in it. Shh. Oh, <laughs> right. I forgot about that. Oh, shit. Don't rattle your guitar, you idiot. Before the captain gets too close, can I send Namora to just try and, like, fuck with his head? Not, like, hurting him, but, like, Namora's gonna go over and just, like, start pulling at his ears and, like... Invisible, right? Yeah, he's invisible, and he'll appear behind him and just start, like, doing stuff to him. Nomura goes over and just starts pulling on the dragonborn's ears. What are you trying to get out of this? Trying to steer him away from us <laughs> so that we can get as much time alone with Scud as possible. So Nomura is going to go up behind him, grab him by the ear, and literally try and steer him, like pulling a horse. You don't pull a horse by the ears um, for anyone that's curious, but same concept. Nomura's over there grabbing this captain by the ear, and Nomura gets a pole, and the captain goes, What is that? What is it? And starts batting towards Nomura. I'd like to walk towards the captain. Straight towards the captain. Oh, no, no, actually, we're still talking. No, no, you can't just- Shut up. Give me intimidation. Gladly. Natural 20 for a 26. Let's Yo! Good start. First roll. <laughs> you can see through his one eye that is currently showing, 
the pupils just dilate. It's wide open eyes. You can hear him stop breathing because he holds his breath. And you're able to just walk right by. I'm going to walk up to the captain. And very loudly and draconic. What sort of company are you running here? Where you would stop the princess's royal guard from entering back into the city. I'm so sorry. I knew Scud was an idiot. Scud, I told you not to make any more trouble. Scud is still just white-faced, blank eyes. And the captain bows to you. I'm so sorry. I'm getting attacked. There's this thing pulling my ear. Namora disappears. Oh, God. This wasn't your doing, was it? No. If it was, you would know. Well, excuse my companions and I. They're with you. Yes. Give a little bow. I'll curtsy. (laughs) You may enter. But the two of you, and he points to Jet as well as Adwolf. You're responsible for the other three. They do not have the royal sigil. If anything goes wrong, you're going down with them. They should not have weapons in the city. Well... The magistrate should have competent guards at the gate. So I guess everyone makes mistakes now, don't we? <laughs> Good day, Captain. And I'll walk back to that group. Boom! The captain walks over, smacks Scud right in the face. <laughs> Grabs him by the collar and starts pulling him towards a nearby building. Before Scud is out of sight, I would like to cast message on him, please. Okay, go ahead. Oh my god. With one single sound, a rock plummeting into water. Oh my god, I hate you. Oh. (laughs) Sorry, the throwback. I had to get it in there. (laughs) Poor man. So you guys are now all together. Adwolf, you are, I'm assuming, leading them past this little blockade into the city. Yeah, they seem weird, but harmless so better than most in this city you're able to move a little bit into the city a little bit past all these magistrate guards there are some valor guards still walking around and the city does seem pretty busy but you are able to find a small area that is pretty wide open so you don't have to worry about too many people around you just so you know you probably don't want to be wearing that sigil if you're not me oh sorry take it off as chess piece No offense, I'd take none, but if you are wearing my sigil, that means that you're the single guard of the princess herself. Oh, Oh, good to know. Unless that's a responsibility you would like. I don't think we're cut out for that, to be totally honest with you. Well, you're cut out for more competency than the magistrate is. (laughs) Damn right. Good in my book. Yeah, that was well handled of you. Uh, also, like, what's good? Thanks, bro. Yeah. Gladly. They're bullies and fools. I appreciated your gusto, basically. It was motivation. We've had uh, quite a few run-ins with them since we've been here. It's just nice to see someone else who hates them just as much as we do. Especially the eye patch one. He's no good. Where are you lot from? What brings you here? Uh, we're from LA. Yeah, not around here. La. <laughs> In La, do you spell the names of places that you come from? It stands for Los Angeles. It's really far. Um, 
Well, we must find you, Angelus. I don't understand. No, 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 not lost, Angelus. Like, lost. Like, like, los, los, wait, hold on. Why are you saying two different words? They do not. Los Angeles. Yeah, that. It's like Spanish. What is Spanish? (laughs) Oh, shit. You're right. Uh, Have you heard of Italian? It's what Blueberry speaks. Who's Blueberry? Oh, that's Blueberry. I'm sorry. I'm Sky. Oh, my God. Maybe we should introduce ourselves here. We should go through introductions. Have you been doing (laughs) drugs? Not recently. I got some shrooms, though. Oh, God. Oh, no, Xander, not the shrooms. <laughs> not off the bat, what, Xander. What is different than mush... Are they not mushrooms? Why is no, it shrooms? No, 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 no. They're, they're good mushrooms. They don't make you high at all, Xander. Can we not talk about mushrooms in front of Royal Guard, please? Yeah, you put them in the stew. I don't know. I hate... I am no narc. I was just curious. I'll tell you about it later, bro. I mean, if you want some, talk to Xander. He might be able to Who's help. Who's Xander? Uh, this guy. Oh, hey, I'm Xander. What up? And I'll hit him up for a dap. <laughs> <laughs> he pats the back of his hand. Has Adderwolf heard of the dap is the real question. No. You know, I'm trying to bring it around these parts. No one's no one's seen it uh, around here, but like some people are hit me. Show me. All right. I'll teach him how to dap. That's a uh, hand up. Mm. Slap, pull it out. Mm. Make sense? It's like spellcasting. The spellcasting of friendship, my dude. Pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Isn't friendship a spell? <laughs> Is that a spell? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, the spellcasting of friendship. Mm. Yes, uh, Xander and Blueberry. Blueberry Sky. You can call me Sky around here. And he points at Jet and Sebastian. Oh, hi. I'm Sebastian. Pleasure to meet you, Sebastian. You as well. I'm Jet. Hi, Jet. Not to be confused. I'm Adderwolf. Not to be confused with what? It won't make sense. Just kidding. (laughs) Not to be confused. Like what? Italian? Italian, Spanish, la? I was going to say airplanes, but... It's called the elemental plane of air. That's a thing? What is that? Yes. What? Can you take us? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Can you plane shift? No. Oh, damn it. That would have been so much easier. So much easier. We're getting ahead of ourselves. What was your name? Adderwolf. That's a dope-ass name. Thank you. You got it from my father. How long have you been a princess guard? Years of my life. I grew up watching her, and I wanted to see her thrive. So. Well, she must be doing good for herself if she's the princess now. And look at her now. She's at her wedding. You think she was promoted to princess? <laughs> I don't know how it works here. <laughs> no, it's like being promoted from birth. It just happens. Oh. <laughs> Marrying the lovely prince. Are you accepting of this marriage? You don't sound too thrilled. I want her to be happy, regardless of however that is. The prince keeps interesting company. Mm. What kind of company are we talking? Magistrate company. Oh, gosh. His family and the magistrate, and how how do you think that's going to work out once they're married? Not good. But, but, some people can surprise you. Even a prince can be... I don't know. I don't have a word. I... <sighs> stupid. Great. Stupid great. 
love the prince. <laughs> but you're you're close with her? Do you know if she has much influence over him or if he's pretty bossy with her or she is smitten with him. Truly. And the other way around? <sighs> That's a good question. It leaves to be said. One could hope, but it hasn't been seen, as far as I know. That doesn't bode well. They show each other kindness, but I don't know if kindness is love, per se. But also, when you're in the public eye, you gotta put up them fronts, you know? You can't be showing everyone what you're doing behind closed doors. Oh, I guess you would be seeing things kind of behind the doors, huh? Yes. Well, <laughs> well, not like, not, not like, not, not like not that. Like, that. like I'm, not like I, that. you probably <laughs> let them do their thing, but like, I have no idea if coitus has occurred, and I pray to gods I never learn. Fair enough. If you're her protector, why were you out of the city? Why are you just heading back in? And like, kind of like a like a satchel attached to his, well, like a, a bag attached to his waist. He like pulls it around. And then pulls out a small box. I was getting a wedding gift. Cute. What is it? It's a flower. <gasps> oh, super cute. Oh is it her favorite flower? It is. Very hard to find. She carries a small piece with her, so I wanted to find a larger one, something she would cherish. What kind of flower is that? A jade vine flower. What? I don't know what that is. Do I know what that is? Give me nature. Nine? It sounds like a normal flower. I mean, it has flower in the name. <laughs> She's got a point. Jade Vine? Sebastian. Yeah? What's up? I think he loves the princess. Are you using the sending stones to talk like this, or are you whispering? Whispering. My passive perception is a 19. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I'm the princess guard, B. Like, I gotta be on it. <laughs> oh, shit. Blueberry and Xander, you probably see my ears, like, twitch a little bit at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are those electronic? W- what is electronic? Um, like, battery-powered? Like, my souls? What? Yeah, Xander's got, like, 9,000 of them. Souls? 9,000 soul batteries. Oh, yeah, I guess it kind of is like a camera soul. Here, check it out. And I'll take out the camera and take a picture of him. <gasps> Did we get an Adderwolf beautiful picture? <gasps> yeah, it's going to be a beautiful picture, of course. Oh, my God, yes. Give me performance. Yes. All right, that's a nat 20. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, my God. <laughs> so you take a picture of Adderwolf. It is still kind of morning time, so it's got this beautiful orangish sunrise glow coming from just over these trees. And because you're in kind of an open area and most of the buildings in Valorth are made of this bright white stone, it's shining onto his skin in a really attractive way. It's highlighting those ears. You can see a lot of depth when you take this picture, and it just looks phenomenal. In this picture, Xander, you can see that you guys are in somewhat of like a courtyard. There's a lot of like grassy areas. There's a lot of people around. And there is also a tree right here. And Xander, in this picture, stuck into the tree is a jeweled dagger. It's got an elegant curve with a handle of dark black. Three red gems are on the outside of the handle just below the guard. It is sleek, and it is extremely sharp. In the bark around this dagger, 
you see a word. Blightmore. What the fuck? <laughs> really? Oh, hold up. And as you put that camera down, you see the dagger is actually in the tree. I'm just silently walk over there and, and grab that. Does he just do that? Does he just and then like walk away? What is happening? Um, uh, usually he sees words in his pictures. Um, so it must be something he found in his picture. I don't know. Xander, you grab that dagger and pull it out. What the fuck? This is a plus one dagger. <gasps> it's got those three jewels on the outside. I feel like this is cursed as fuck. Oh, shit. This is beautiful. Damn. Uh, sorry, y'all. Um, so, uh, Adderwolf, check out. This is you. Hello. And I, I'll show him the picture on the screen. Wow. Pretty cool, right? So that used a battery. Not a soul, I don't think, but a battery. So it's energy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's uh, electricity. It's contained electricity. Like lightning. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Ben Franklin had the key in the kite, you know, harness that power. Anyway, when I was taking the picture, mm. there was not a dagger in that tree, and then there was a dagger in that tree. And y'all, I did not see Namora that time. That time it said Blightmore. <gasps> and I know that y'all didn't hear the thing that I heard when we were listening to that video earlier, but Blightmore was said in there with Namora. It was like a hyphen slash, like, conjoined parent. I don't know, but said that on the tree. So, uh... Were you looking at that tree before? How do you know the dagger wasn't there before? It was behind our boy here. Like, I was looking over there. But did you look at the tree before? Did you even think? It was just a tree. Why would you be examining it before? Always recognize your surroundings, Blueberry. Even if the dagger wasn't there, there's no reason for that word to be there. The only time he's ever heard that word was in the video camera. Yeah. I don't feel like the word blight on anything should be something you just touch immediately, personally. Oh, you know what? Yeah. That's a good call. But it worked out. Wait more. Wait more. Wait, I think... I think I'm having a moment like your artificer, Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Blightmore was a name that locals used to call the Witchfen Forest. <gasps> it's nearby, but Blightmore is not an appealing name. Interesting. Really? Oh my. We just saw a sign for that. Could that be your camera telling you to go there? <gasps> Side quest. All right. Well, let's add it to the list. We got the wedding. We got Duford. And now we got Witch Fen Forest. Um, hey, not to pry, Adderwolf, but I don't know if you have any plans for the rest of the night. We were actually trying to just get a scope of the venue just to kind of you know see what we're gonna be dealing with and just enjoy the decorations for the night do you think you'd be able to get us in we could help come nice oh yeah why why are you all here to see the wedding we're trying to figure out what's gonna happen when the two unite considering the family's opposing views on the magistrate and as he's walking, he pauses and turns around. Ah, so you are waiting to see if everything goes to hell and there's something to be done about it. Yeah, but to be clear, we don't, like, have an immediate plan or anything. Like, we're not like, oh, shit, the wedding's bad. Let's kill everyone. It's more... 
uh, we want to know what we're going to be dealing with in the future as we try and get home. DM, how much money would you say Adderwolf has on him right now? I'm going to roll a D4, and you're going to have exactly as much as the other party member. <laughs> that is Blueberry. How much gold you got? 149 gold, 8 silver. All right, that's double mine. Actually, you're rich. I'm going to double that. You get 300 gold. Hell yeah. Yeah, damn. Oh, shit. <laughs> and that's your traveling money. His pocket money. <laughs> would you all like a job? Y- yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. What you thinking? We would like to be helpful, especially if it can be within the vicinity of the wedding. None of you are magistrate, nor are you stricken by politics. No. But you are blunt and obviously have ideas that are outside of this kingdom, which is necessary. If something goes wrong, I would like to hire you to get the princess out. Done deal. We can do that. Okay. Get her out where? Where, where do you want us to take her? Away from the venue. There will be people to protect her, but if something goes wrong at the venue, that is the most danger. And that stupid ogre of a man that the prince keeps with him. Is it his guard? When you say ogre, do you mean ogre or do you just mean... Not a literal (laughs) ogre, just tall and bulky. He is the uh, prince's equivalent of me. Oh, Oh, got you, got you. This man is an enormous figure that carries a gigantic glaive. And they call him the Keeper. Okay. I don't like that. Uh, what does he keep? Death. Ah! Oh, okay. Like as a pet? Somebody want to take note of that? Oh, no, no, no. I tell you so that if something goes wrong, you can escort the princess and I will keep the Keeper company. Mm. Yeah. I'm following. Yeah. We're like secret service, like, because like we're hidden in plain sight. I mean, like, fuck 12, but like, we get to help out. <laughs> Yes, this is a service I am asking you to keep a secret. I like your words, funny man. Hell yeah, I'm funny man. (laughs) Sebastian just looks down and very sad. (laughs) (laughs) But let's let's go to the venue. Should we agree on a price? I don't know. Like, oh wait, we know we know a tavern, right? We um, what about the what was that place called? The Lingering Flame. The Lingering Flame. Yeah. That really, like, rude name for a tavern after that place burned down. Oh, yeah, that happened. (laughs) Why don't we meet up at the Lingering Flame Tavern if things go down? Perfect. I'll give each of them 15 gold now as an investment, and then I will pay you again if things go worse. But if if nothing else, just an investment in your service. Okay. Appreciate it. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks, man. We all need friends. So you do so as you guys are walking towards the wedding venue. You don't need to find your way because Adwolf is guiding you. Valorth is very different from the last time you were here, though. There are tons more people around the city. Hundreds of traders and vendors are on this main strip. They're trying to sell their wares to all of the travelers who are in Valorith. The streets are decorated, even though you aren't at the wedding venue yet. Hundreds of fresh flowers have been planted along buildings, hanging from archways along the side of the walkways. It just brings so much color to this normally very pristine and somewhat monochromatic city. Walking up to the venue, you are greeted by a big group of people who are on looking, watching, and a lot of magistrate guards, as well as a few Valorith guards who are hanging around this area. This is a large rectangular courtyard, pretty long. There are hundreds of seats facing a large stage at the other end of the courtyard. There are two large buildings on either side of the seating area, 
as well as their two smaller but very extravagant buildings. They are connected to the back of the stage, one on each side. They kind of form like a backdrop to the stage, as well as a create a passage between them with a nice little arch going back behind the venue. The building on the left of the stage has a green and white banner with a bridge on it. The one on the right has two banners, one light gray with a black mountain on it, and the other is red with the symbol of an eye with a flame atop its lid. The stage itself is rectangular. It's about eight foot off the ground. The front of this stage has a large circular golden disc that a crystalline gem sits upon. The gem is about the size of a basketball, but jagged and forking like tree limbs as it moves towards the sky. It's cloudy white and looks massively expensive. Adewolf, you know this to be the sky gem. Oh my god, this is massive. This is huge. Can I ask, from our vantage point, so the the right side is Elvarath and the Magistrate. The left is Valorith. Give me perception and I will tell you more about that. You got it. Because I'm very curious as to the seats right now. Oh yeah, look at those. Yeah, they look a little different. The right side are all scuffed and the left side are like pristine chairs. That's a 16. It does seem, especially with these banners on the back, it does look like this place is split almost directly down the center with its seating. Adwolf could tell you very easily that the seats on the left were brought for Valorithi guests, and they are seats from Valorith. They're made in traditional elven ways. And the ones on the right were brought from Elvarath. They brought those chairs here. And this was a way to bring a part of their home here. And you can see, indeed, that even on the stage, it mirrors that. So the left side, again, is the Valorithi thrones, which are a little bit different. They're more nature-oriented. The ones on the right, there are two thrones, one in the very center next to one other Valorithi throne. Those seem like they're going to be for the prince and princess. And then behind those, a little bit off to the side, are the exact same thrones of a larger scale that it seems to be for Queen Valessa, as well as the king of Elvarath. Hmm. Lit. Hey, Adewolf. Seems like it's just split right down the center. Why did you guys... Why were the Elvarath folk provided all these, I guess, ratty chairs? I don't want to be rude. I'm sorry. Well, that may have been the influence of Hermina Caspaldi. As you say that, Adewolf, you see her. She is currently on the stage. She is talking with a group of magistrate soldiers, one captain and two lowly members, and she has a few guards with her, as well as there are two guards that are surrounding the crystal. As you know that at all times, there are always two guards next to the Sky Gem. Who? That one. She's managing a lot of the party planning and is honestly an incredibly powerful wizard. You've never heard of her. Uh, Blueberry, we definitely have heard of her. We have? She was the one that Zephyr broke out of prison. Zephyr was the one who got her out. Oh, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that out loud. Um, whoops. Is she from Elvareth or Valorith? She's from Valorith. You don't know what happened, do you? No. The magistrate captured her years ago. For using too strong magic for a party in Valorith. 
queen protested, but the queen decided she had to be let go for fear that the magistrate would take retaliation against Valerith. She eventually escaped, with the help of your Zephyr, so to speak. And now she's here, but the magistrate aren't taking her back in? So the queen has assured her that she's protected, and the magistrate don't want retaliation. But there is, there's always something to be cautious of. When you have an escapee, and the previous imprisoners in one place. Anything can go wrong. You see why I asked for all of your assistance. It is politics through and through in this place. It sounds thoroughly awkward. Incredibly. She's also the wedding officiator. Seems like a bold choice. Yeah. Seems like the queen is like making a statement or like trying to... There was something she said. I hope it's nothing, but she specifically said that the courtyard is going to be changed in a magnificent way to host the reception. I don't know what that means, and I want to trust her intentions, but it's hard to trust anything at this point. So please keep your eyes about you. But we agree with her, right? On magistrate things, you just worry she's going to create a problem? I'm worried that with a powerful mage like her, and so many of the magistrate in one place, she will attempt to get a sense of comeuppance on them. Yeah. And doing that puts all of Valorith in danger. And if Valorith is in danger, then so is the princess. I wouldn't blame her if she was in prison for how long? Someone had to break her out. Obviously, she's going to want her revenge. She can have her rage, but her rage should never be done at the expense of the innocent. Do you think she would put her citizens and her princess at risk? Just for some petty revenge? I'm overall a fan of comeuppance, but like, yeah, alright, let's keep real close to that princess. This is my job. Every choice that I make, I consider who it may impact. Someone asked me once if I would die for the princess, and I said no, because if I die, then I cannot protect her. We do what we must, and we must be responsible. Damn, you poetic as shit, bro. Thank you. It's like you keep a book of poems or something. Uh, no, no. It's <laughs> 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 a weird thought. Nope, never. Checks his pocket. Never would I ever do that. Uh, insight check? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are standing currently behind this group. Adwolf, you see Ermina. She is sending some of these Valorith guards away. You can see the two she was just talking to now have boxes, and they have small little, like, gift bags that are tied with a little bit of a green ribbon. And you can see they come down off of the stage and they start placing one on every single one of the main area. There's three sets of seats. There is the main set, which is a couple hundred, two VIP areas off to the left and right side of the stage. As well as now you can see that Ermina is speaking to the magistrate who are still on the stage. What is her demeanor talking to them? So she's normally very sweet to you. Yeah. She's normally very easy to talk to. 
But when she is in leader mode, when she is, okay, this is what's happening, she's bossy as all hell, and you can see it from this distance. You are like 150 feet away from her right now, if not more. You can see it. She's bossing around. She's yelling, pointing. She's making sure that everything is great. And she looks extra angry, but she looks determined. Okay, good, good, good. While you guys are here, whoever is taking some time to look kind of what's happening at the wedding venue, feel free to give me perception. Yes, I think probably please. everybody. Yeah, yeah everyone. that's the idea. Ooh, another nat 20. Oh, thank you, because I got an eight. <laughs> I got a nine. 24. What'd you get out of Wolf? D- double nat ones for a 10. Excellent. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, because your shield, you get advantage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's unlucky. Yes. Yes, it is. You're focusing more on Ermina because you are worried about her. The rest of you kind of don't know Hermina as much, so you're not really focusing right on her. Blueberry, you're seeing these guys hand out these gifts on all of the chairs. They're putting him on all of the chairs at the front. You can also see that there are, again, these two buildings off to this left and right side. The left one, you can see that there are some chefs and cooks going in and out of the left building, some of them holding boxes. Others are just kind of coming or going. They're sweating. It looks like they are busy doing stuff in there. And then on the building to the right, this is a barracks. Seems like they're allowing the magistrate and Elverath guards to stay in there. There are a lot of guards outside of it. They are dressed nicely, but they're still in like magistrate uniforms and they do all have weapons on them. The left side of the venue is decorated slightly differently. There are all of these vines on all of these buildings. So like the left building, the one the cooks have, it has all these vines on the left side. There's a little VIP area and it has like these beautiful large potted plants next to it. There's vines all the way around the stage on the left side. But the right side is pretty barren. And I saw all that too, right? Yeah. I'm too focused on the goodie bags. <laughs> so what are you guys doing? What, do you, what would you like to do? Adol, if you know that if you wanted to, you could go up to these magistrate guards, tell them you wanted to go to the stage, and then just walk up and do so. Dwala, you want to go in? What would you like? If that'd be okay. What's with that white tree thing? The gem kind of looks like a tree because it's got these forking crystals that come up. Adol, if you know, that is known as the sky gem. It was bound in a crater on top of this island that they decided to build Valorith on, so they believe it fell from the sky. It has since been moved out of said crater to the Sky Gem Courtyard, which is what you guys are all in right now. It is immeasurably valuable. It is completely priceless. It is huge, and it is known as one of the big pride pieces of Valorith. He'll just pass all that on, uh, but he does it in a sense of, like, pride, I'd say. Whoa. And no one knows where it came from? I mean, some may know, but none of us have truly thought to ask. Xander's pumped, because that sounds like aliens. <laughs> and those two are guarding it, right? Yes. You're not allowed to touch it? You're not touch it. No. Does anything happen if you touch it? Other than getting in trouble? Is there any record of people that have touched it? 
there are records of people attempting, but no one has gotten close enough to as far as you have heard. What you do know is Queen Valesa, when she was married to her king before he tragically passed, yeah. they got married here. And it is Valorth tradition to get married over top of the crystal. So they stand on either side. And then it is tradition for them to leave a piece of themselves to feed the crystal. Men traditionally cut their hand and allow blood to drip down on the crystal. Women traditionally cut locks of their hair to sprinkle on top of the crystal. And they allow it to sit there and decay and have their royal lifeblood feed the crystal for good fortune in Valorith. He does pass that on. And there's a little bit of preservation in that part. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. He's not necessarily the biggest fan of tradition, but he supports it. Oh, my God. This place seemed like relatively normal until we heard that. Yeah. Xander, doesn't that sound like some of your cult shit? Yeah, it sounds like some of my cult shit. Like that that sounds not not good at all. Damn. Is one of the magistrate talking to Hermina dressed differently than the others? He seems to be like a captain. He was very similar dressed to the captain you saw at the front with the big greatsword. He also has a crossbow on his back. And then you can see actually when you say that, he gestures to the two magistrate guards behind him. And one of them, again, grabs one of these boxes of gifts. And one goes off to the Elvarath VIP section and the other goes off to the VIP section for Valorith. And you can see they are putting them down. Adderwolf, with your passive perception, Blueberry, with your passive perception, you can see that the ones in the Elvarath area are tied with green bows. The ones in the Valorith area are tied with red bows. Adderwolf, can you figure out from Ramina what the gifts are? I don't like how they're different for different guests. Like, ask her what they are exactly. Yeah. Assuming she's behind it. Oh, that's a very good idea. Should we go to the stage? Yes. Do we know where our seats are going to be based on our tickets? They do have specific seats. Okay. Do we know, is it, can we tell which side that would put us on? You're about midway through the left side, so the Valorith side, all the way on the edge. Would all of you do me a favor? Absolutely. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Would you stand around me for a moment? I'd like us to walk by the gifts, just as if I'm giving you a tour. Yeah. 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 We can do that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm picking up what you're what you're stepping in. Uh, I'm sniffing what you're stepping in. Picking up what you're laying down. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then as we're walking by, I wanted them to be around. And thankfully, because of Warcaster. I can cast, even if both hands are full, I want to cast Detect Poison or Disease as we're walking by the presence, just to make sure there's no poison in any of the gifts. How long does Detect Poison last? Concentration up to 10 minutes. The magistrate stops you for a quick second until you show them the sigil, and then you kind of have to coax them to allow the other four in with you. These are my entertainment for the party. I'll whip the guitar around. Yeah, yeah, sir. So you start walking down that leftmost side. How exactly does detect poison work? So you can sense the presence and location of poison, poisonous creatures, and diseases within 30 feet of you. 
You can also identify the kind of poison, poisonous creature, or disease in each case. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. So you start walking down this leftmost side. They have gotten to the point where almost all of the seats have a little present on them. And as you're walking by, they all seem fine. Continue going on down towards the stage. And Adderwolf, right when you get to that leftmost side where there are those 15 chairs on the Valorth VIP section, you detect 15 different vials of poison. Hot damn. That was a shot in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) It is a slowness or lethargy poison. You can tell that it is not lethal. But it will slow them down. Drastically. And that's it's on the Valorith side. Correct. And it's on the Valorith Royal side. So you know some of the people who are going to be sitting here. They have come to feasts with the princess and the queen, which you have stayed guard at. You know some of these people, and you would know that most of them are very loyal to Queen Valessa. We don't know that you even cast it, right? You would, you would. Which is why he asked you to stand around him, because he didn't want the magistrate to see him casting anything. Oh. Walking by, just smiling, nodding. Ah, yes, and this is where the rest of the royals will be sitting. Ah, yes. And under his breath... He will say, all of these are poisoned. Uh, What? I try not to change my face. (laughs) Ooh. Ah. (laughs) Yes. So, it is so kind that Amina really did do all of the gifts. Let's check to make sure that there's nothing else she needs delivered or help with. Yes, let's. Lead the way, Captain. You can see the guard that Ermina was talking to is currently walking away down the other side of the stage and looks like it's heading back to the barracks on the eastern side. And you can see that Ermina is looking out and she turns to you and sees you, Adwolf. She bows. Adwolf, nice to see you. Oh, good to see you, Ermina. How are you doing this night? I am doing well. Stressed as always. Things must go well. How was your trip? Did you get the present you wanted? I did. I think that she will love it. So grand. Yes. Everything is going to go perfectly. I cannot wait. You have arranged so many gifts. How did you manage that? They're nothing. They're very small. They're part of the ceremony. You know, the rosebud vials. It's a little bit of water for the rosebud. As the ceremony concludes, we will all toast. You didn't do all of that yourself, did you? No, of course not. I enlisted some help. Ah. Anyone that I know, should we give them gifts? Have they been properly thanked for their work? They have been properly paid. You know Valessa wants to show how grand this is. Promise it will be a wedding you cannot forget. My best party yet. That's a flag. Uh, that was Gabe. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Hate this. Well, is there anything else that I can do for you? I have enlisted some new companions. They will give a great performance. They have tales of places like you've never seen. There's a place called La, an alchemist who harnessed <laughs> electricity named Franklin. There's 
Italian, and Spanish, <laughs> which sound like delightful dishes, honestly. You guys have Italian. We have where? Uh, yeah, right, right here. I have not heard of Italian. I'm just shaking my head ferociously. I'm sure we can find some point in the reception to allow you to tell your tales and play your songs. And she gestures towards your guitar, Sebastian. Oh, I got plenty. I dab her up. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's a, oh, oh. No, it's it's a, it means friendship. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> you can see that she does so very awkwardly. She doesn't know exactly what's happening. You can see she is currently super adorned in beautiful jewelry. So she's an elven woman with this soft pinkish skin. She has blue eyes and long straight white hair. She's got all this gold and silver jewelry. She's got a headband, a necklace, shoulder pads. She even has silver earrings that follow both sides of her ears to the pointed tips like a frame. She's currently wearing a long, tight-fitting robe that goes all the way down to the ground and covers her feet. It is a burnt orange color, and it accentuates the pastiness of her soft skin. When I dab her up, does she feel warm, cold, like a normal temperature? normal temperature. She's a little sweaty. She is sweaty. How do you think things will go with the magistrate, Amina? She takes a deep breath before she even says anything. Everything will go fine, I have been assured. May I make an insight on that? Go ahead and make your insight check, Adwolf. That's a 19. She talked with a kind of slow tone. Mm-hmm. She's been excited since she's talked to you. She hasn't seen you in a while. She's all excited. You can kind of see from her body language, she has her fingers interlaced right now. She's a little closed off. Amina, you know that I care the same way you do. If I can help, let me help, please. You keeping the princess safe is all I could ask for. Of course. And she points to a seat on the stage. This is where you and Teriana will be sitting. And you know Teriana. It is you for the queen. It is her personal guard. She's a big elven woman who carries a great sword, and she loves to drink and have fun, and you guys have had plenty of fun times together. Uh, who's sitting in the corners? Oh, I will be sitting in this corner, and she points all the way to the lefternmost corner. Very off to the side of the stage, but they are on the stage still. They're just not front and center. She says, in that corner will be Desideria. Uh, sounds like someone doesn't know how to pronounce it, Deirdre. Uh, who's that? Part of the magistrate. Okay. I have only met her just today. She cool? She is... How do I say emo in medieval times? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she kind of looks like Sebastian. She has a similar vibe. She carries a shadow with her where she walks. <laughs> the second he says that, I'm writing that down in my lyrics notebook. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are talking, another group of magistrate guard comes up. They look like they're asking for direction on what to do next. They put down the boxes of the gifts they were just handing out. And she sends them off to the west, where the VIP Valorant section is. And they are to move the potted plants around to put them in a specific location. She seems like she's giving very, very, very specific directions. Which is kind of strange. The way she's placing them. And all of you will probably see that Adewulf is very intensely focused 
on what she's telling them. Does it look like they're being placed in a order or with the seating arrangement that I know that they are closer to people that he's he's basically trying to like deduct what's happening. You know what? Just give me perception. Ah. 19. They seem to be putting these plants in a very specific line. They're right next to the edge of these chairs. They specifically put them very close to the chairs. It's almost like they would be like touching the leg of the person sitting at the chair. And it almost creates a box. This area has a wall behind it, a line of large planters with large plants that is kind of blocking off from different buildings over here that have doorways. And then the stage is in front of them. So they only have one egress point. And the plants are not on the Elvereth side either. No. Am I able to use my soldier background to consider the war tactics that are being enabled here? What? <laughs> Why don't you roll history and add your proficiency? Perfect. Oh, God, yeah, because she just... If they're going to slow them down, that means they can't run. They're probably going to try to gas them or something. Oh, my God. You're messing with my brain so much. I love every moment of this. <laughs> <laughs> It's a 12. All you know is that escape seems pretty futile from that location. You're always looking for escapes because you always need an out when you're with the princess. Yeah. You wouldn't want the princess to be there. We should take our leave because there is so much more that they need to do here. And we must discuss what all of your show will be for the princess later. Wonderful. It will be grand. I cannot wait. Let's go. Uh-huh. I will tell you, on the stage, you did not detect any more poison within 30 feet of you. Which is upsetting. So they're only poisoning the 15 nobles, but ah, my brain is going crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I go up to Ermina before we walk away? Sorry, Ermina, I don't mean to bother you, but what color has the princess decided to go with tomorrow? Give me persuasion. Oh. <laughs> I just wanted to know what color my blazer should be. <laughs> How's it 28? Holy balls. So it's it's supposed to be a surprise, but it's just beautiful. It's just so, so gorgeous. It is completely white, mm -hmm. slender, decorative. The waist expands out into a floral gown, flowers inlaid with bright azure and green gems. It's just wondrous. Ooh, okay. So is... Is her wedding party going to be that same kind of green and blue? Green and blue. I believe she even has some additional adornments for you, Adewolf. So you may match. Amazing. I'm excited. I'm gonna... And my blazer's very slim fit. Azure with the little handkerchief is the green. It's a little green handkerchief hanging out. Right now? In front of them? I want to look at the magistrate when he does that. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them look at each other. And the captain that is out here, he pulls a small box. <gasps> no. Wait. From his pocket. And he opens it. <gasps> and there's a clear orb inside. Oh. <gasps> that he pulls out 
It slowly fills with black gas. Do I notice this? Yeah, you do. Adolf, we need to go right now. I use thaumaturgy to make the sound of a barking dog about 10 feet behind the captain. Thaumaturgy is just verbal casting, so I don't have to be facing him. He turns around quickly. Go. We're going. Running. (laughs) Running. Yeah. The captain's distracted for just a moment. He looks down. You can see, especially Adderwolf and Blueberry with your high passive perception, it's very easy to see. This orb fills with black smoke, and then there are these white, it almost looks like a star. It almost looks like he's holding the night sky in his hand, and it just looks like that. It doesn't look like it pointed towards Sebastian in any way. (sighs) And he puts it back into the box, closes it, and returns it to his satchel. As you guys rush out of the venue. What was that exactly? Trying to detect strong magic. We ran into it when we first got here and they took one of our friends. Is your friend? He's good. We broke him out of prison. It's all good. Are we out? You're outside the venue now. Let's go find some place where we can speak freely. Probably for the best. All right, everybody, let's take five. Two years ago, Alaska Curtis was murdered in the woods. He was found shoeless in a pool of his own blood. Now, after taking time to mourn, Alaska's brother is looking for the killer. This isn't a wanted ad. No, this is a podcast, and it's called Who Killed Alaska? Who Killed Alaska is a fictionalized true crime podcast about two people competing to solve Alaska's death. Boo Curtis is trying to unravel the mystery while his rival, Detective Denver, is hot on the trail. This spooky story will be perfect for your Halloween season, so tune in for thrills, ridiculous hijinks, supernatural twists, found family friendships, and plenty of queer romance. The series is supported by Patreon donations, which means it's available for free, yes, for free, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the podcast, Who Killed Alaska, now wherever you listen. Quiet on set. We're rolling in three, two, one. Action. So you guys are leaving the wedding venue. You're trying to find a place you'd like to chill and talk without prying ears. Adwolf, I mean, they mentioned the Lingering Flame, which you know is a bar, as well as you would have a place in the city. But if you brought these people back, there might be some questions about why you're hanging out with outsiders. I think Adewolf will ask to meet them at the tavern. And he's going to go back to his home and actually take off the armor to be a little bit more inconspicuous. Interesting. Okay. Oh, that's smart. Love that. You get inspiration for that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give the guests inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. So the rest of you are headed to the Lingering Flame, I'm assuming? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll meet him there. It's only 1 p.m. Like, it's not that late. So you guys head over to the Lingering Flame. You're able to find, we'll say, a booth in the corner. It takes a good 10, 15 minutes for Adewolf to get back. Is there anything you guys want to talk about in the meantime before he gets back? Oh, God. I mean, we trust this guy, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I'm ready to add a wolf to the party. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. That was fucking good. <laughs> we have no reason not to trust him. I mean, look at how quickly he was able to get into the venue, get into the city. I mean, aside from Scud. But man's got authority. They seem to really care about the princess and really hate the magistrate, so that sounds good. Then our viewpoints align. I don't see how it would be a problem. He was very trusting of us very quickly, though. Let's put it this way, though. He he hasn't shown us any reason not to trust him. He's got all the same viewpoints that, that we have right now and everything. We, I, I see no reason why we can't trust somebody like him. Yeah, we're here for the same thing. We just want to make sure that the princess is safe. My only concern was he was kind of acting a little sketchy before we left. What do you mean? Very adamant about, like, grilling Ermina. Well, doesn't that make sense? Yeah, it's like all a part of the job, right? If the stuff was poison, they wanted to find out if Hermina knew or was behind it. She was the one picking where the colored bags went, then obviously she knew there was a difference. True. That's something that we could always talk with him about when he when he gets here. Yeah. See, my first thought was if if the ones on the Valorous side had the red ties, I assume that the magistrate brought them. But then if Ermina said she was planning the whole thing, I don't see how she doesn't play a part in this. Yeah, yeah, well, we can talk about it. Can I get us some drinks while we wait? Yes. Please. Yeah... Sure. Here, I'll help you. Thanks. You guys grab a few drinks. As you're walking back to the table, you hear the door to the tavern open. And a much less regal-looking Adderwolf walks in. Oh, much better. And then I'll look over to the party and make his way over. What are you wearing now without the armor? It's more like darker-colored robes. That would probably be something that, like, any normal soldier might be wearing without the armor on top. So he's, he looks like he's more just, like, a member of the guard in a lower fashion. So he can still reasonably carry around his weapons, but without garnering the same attention. We would have definitely brought back an extra drink for him, too. So I'll place that in front of him, seeing that he's finally back at the table as Xander and I walk back. <sighs> Cheers. 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 You've had a long day. Where did you go to get the flower? Um, far. I had to venture out to a traveler that seems to wander around occasionally, and I heard they just might have one of the flowers, the jade vines. I couldn't miss them. I trusted the princess would be safe from the time that she was wandering around during the day, so I ran out to get it. I'm afraid to leave it alone. And he actually, like, still has the satchel on his waist with it inside. So you heard there was a salesperson. You didn't, like, find it in the wild. You just heard of someone who was, who had them available? Yes, and I'd figured if I didn't go soon, I might miss my chance. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty last minute for a gift anyways. Oh, God, we don't have a gift. Oh, shit. We have a, a, a hat. Oh, right. I'm going to pull out the hat of reproduction or whatever it was called. Replicating hat. <laughs> reproducing hat. Yeah, I'm going to pull that out and put it on the table. We haven't used this yet, Gabe. Uh, hey, no judgment. 
So you put the uh, reproducing hat on the table. Does anyone here have a hat? Uh, Xander, can you see if your hat does anything with this hat? Oh, he would have to take it off, though. Uh, does it copy? Like, what happens? I'm going to I'm gonna have to do a hard pass on that one, Blue. But I got a crown. You have a crown? Yeah. Remember the crown of daggers? Oh, yeah. Oh, scary. I removed the daggers, but I still got the crown. Okay. So put that next to the hat. And now there's a crown sitting next to a very plain, almost kind of fedora-y looking hat. And after a moment, the hat looks a little bit more like the crown than it did before. It almost looks like it grew a crown on top of the fedora. What? (laughs) Well then. All right. Oh. There's worse things that could have happened. What is the point of this? (laughs) You said we needed a hat. I'm going to make a flower crown, start druid crafting a flower crown during the next conversation. I want to make it look very royal and is- lots of azures and greens and pretty. Put it next to the hat. <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> oh, we could just make multi hat. So if there's a fedora and then it's got a crown on it, it could kind of be like a mixture of L.A. and Valorith. Their royal highness can have the crown with some cultural influence from us. Do you think a fedora represents L.A.? (laughs) I mean... In the 20s. (laughs) Question for the DM. What year is it right now? Good question. We don't ask that question. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Just just make up a number for me real quick. You could do some rolling. Oh, that's actually fun. Wait, no, no. Gabe gets to roll. Gabe, roll me two D100s in Adam. Oh, God. 93. It is year 93 of the Fallen Era. Ooh. L.A. It is year 93 of the Fallen Era. What do you mean the 20s? Yeah, like, back in the 20s, before, like, way before any of us were born. 70 years ago. I mean, more than 70 years ago, but yeah, way before we were born. No plane of existence is time is strange. That's, that's what I'm gathering. You're not from this plane of existence. Because you mentioned earlier, plane shifting would make it way easier. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but you can't tell anyone that. It might be our little secret. Plane shifting is incredibly difficult. It's like a science. It's like you're diving into a circuit. And if you have not extensive knowledge of the circuit, you'll either go to the wrong place or go nowhere at all. Please be careful. (sighs) It's something we're working on. It's going to take a long time, and that's why we're here. We just need to make sure that the Magistrate doesn't secure a bigger foothold on Fendrea itself, or else our efforts are going to be useless and we're never going to get home. I don't understand what's happening. That corner where the royals were, the 15, they're poisoned with the, the, the water that they'll drink. It will slow them, make them lethargic. And they're essentially trapped in that area except for one egress. It's like a death cage. Why would Hermina do that to her side? Yeah, what would someone gain by that? Well, there's a few things. If there are no Valorous nobles, they can't make decisions. They can't push for influence. To replace the nobles by the time they did so, it's possible that it could be Alvarath nobles and 15 Magistrate instead. 
So when you say that that's going to slow them, you're just saying like they're going to fall asleep or something? Uh, I don't think it will put them to sleep. It will make them move distinctly slower than they would normally, like they are moving through molasses. Why would they do that and not just give them something deadly? Why, why would they want to just slow them down and, and handicap them, basically? They might be looking like they want to make it look like an accident, you know? That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, some cataclysmic event is going to happen at the ceremony. And if they just happen to not be able to get out of their little corner... Oh well, it was poor planning. And then it looks like it came across as no one was involved while still getting rid of all the higher royals. Why would she do that to her side? I Was she acting normally at a wolf? Do you think someone could be impersonating her? There is a possibility that it's not her, but how much do you trust this Zephyr? I mean, he's a shady character for sure, but he's, he's a good guy. He's done good for us, we'll put it that way. When we said that Ermina got broken out of prison, that's the same place they took our friend when we first arrived here. And he's the one who helped us re-enter. And he got us out safely. Yeah, it costed some coin, but he did help us survive. He stood by his word. None of this is good. We're getting that feeling. And there was no poison on the Elrith side. It's not lethal. I think you're right about the idea of an accident. But why the nobles? Why not the princess herself? Why not the queen? Maybe if they don't have as many higher-ups, they're going to look to combine the families. And if only the magistrate-influenced family has leaders in those specific positions, obviously they're going to take precedent over those who are no longer with us. Do the queen and king, do they have absolute rule? Like, if they say something, it is law? Or is there, like, a system of checks and balances to kind of sort things out? Would they discuss things with the other nobles? And if the other nobles are fully replaced, then laws can be enacted that favor them, even if it doesn't align with what the queen says? Oh, fuck. You would know that in Valorith... What the queen says goes, yes, but she does have a council of advisors. In the times I've interacted with Ermina, what was her demeanor when we were talking about the queen herself? You would know that when Ermina returned, she was angry with the queen for allowing her to be taken, but she backed down very quickly from her anger. She said to you at one point, the queen and I talked. Since then, she has acted as normal since before she was taken. I don't trust that at all. It's never that easy. Why did she come back? Why did she come back? Adderwolf would like be mentioning all of like this out loud as he's thinking. Like he doesn't understand why she would have come back. He doesn't understand if this is her, if, if this is her, if she's getting back at the queen for giving her up if it, those people were involved in giving her up what still just boggles my mind is uh, i still don't get how the magistrate aren't just chomping at the teeth to take her back to prison if the queen was so okay with letting her go the first time well she wasn't so she wasn't so okay she protested at first and then eventually she decided to let her go because she was afraid of retaliation that that might have been the small council 
convincing her. And it's possible that she didn't escape. It's possible they let her leave. Zepha could have helped her escape in a true fashion. But there's a difference in running from three guards and three guards being not at their posts as people leave a jail. Oh, trust us, we know. Sketchy, <laughs> but all right, we're just going to run past that one. <laughs> yeah, that's what we tried to do with the guards, too. <laughs> not, I think you're right, because, all right, this could be a revenge thing against the small council, like Blue said. The queen obviously didn't want Ermina to go. But if the small council was like, mm, honey, you got to let this chica go, then she goes, she does it. Ermina comes out, she talks to the queen. Ermina and the queen are tight, so she's like, look, girl, I had to do it. Small council did it. And Ermina's like, ah, oh, damn, those bitches, I'm going to get them. And uh, <laughs> now here we are. The bitches getting got. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, none of this feels good. None of it feels right. Are you gonna tell the princess? I feel like if anyone is gonna be warned without us just letting it go through, she's probably the safest person to let know. But what part should I tell her? All of it? That people plan to poison members of her royal family? Yeah? Uh, I don't know. You have the most leeway in talking with her. But then what? I feel like she's the least likely person to have anything to do with it. Not likely, but possible the queen has something to do with it. Very possible Hermina has something to do with it. So if you tell Hermina, she might just try to get you out of the equation. Do you really want to freak out the princess on her wedding day, though? But it's true! It's gonna happen, she's gonna freak out! But what if she makes a choice that puts her in more danger because of it? Like what? If she finds out there's poison... She goes to the prince or her mother, people who either already know or know nothing, but if they have information, if they choose to act brashly, either plans ascend. Right now, we have the advantage. They don't know we're aware of the poison. If we bring it up, it could lead to an entire, I guess, civil war right here on Valorous soil. And the poisoning itself is not? Not if it's an accident. I will mention something to her. You're right. She has a right to awareness. I will ask her to keep it secret to be aware. And I will mention the four of you. So that if something goes wrong, she knows she can trust you. As she trusts me. Now, thoughts. Do you think we should go back to the venue tonight to look even further? Or are they going to have more guards given that it's the night before? If they have more guards then it's more reason for suspicion. So yes. Let's. Let's do it. I never get to do things outside of my armor. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> you think she's okay without you for now? I think she will be safe. She's with her mother. Old, but safe. As long as you're okay with leaving her for a while. Follow me, all of you, behind this building. What time of day is it? It's just afternoon at this point. Oh, damn. Oh, well then, we should wait until- we should wait until night. Party time! I challenge one of you to an arm wrestling contest. I'm in. Damn it. I'm clearly the strongest in the group. <laughs> Roll <laughs> athletics, both of you. I'm terrified of Adam Wolf's answer right here. Oh god, me too. <laughs> 23. Damn it. I got it. I actually rolled decent. You, you can't even hit that. I know I can't hit that. <laughs> you are putting up a fight. 
but you can see the vein on his bicep comes out as he just curls his big hand around yours and is able to, after a brief moment of struggle, (laughs) right on the table. Damn it. Sorry, sorry. One more time. And I take off my belt and I put it on the table. Xander, Xander, move your ass. Let me show you how it's done. Nah, no, 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 no. Let me try (laughs) one more time, mister. Two out of three. And I was I was taking off my belt of giant strength. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> Let's see what happens now. Let's both roll athletics again. You gotta be kidding me. What'd you get? A zero. <laughs> 19. You got a nat one? You could use the all or nothing. Okay, all you right. You could <laughs> technically. Uh, yeah, I got nothing else going on today. Fuck it. How do I do a D2 on here? Because I don't have a coin. All right, you tell me what you want to roll, and I'm just going to do flip a coin on Google. So wait, okay. if you make this, then that means we tie? Yeah, We're, we are eternally stuck here if I get this right. <laughs> heads. It is heads. You get a nat 20. Yeah! Oh, shit! <laughs> and I need you to roll me a d20. My strength is still high as hell. The belt is just for Joe. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got an 18 on that roll. You can feel that that coin still feels pretty lucky. <gasps> wow. And yeah, you guys are in this. There's like a little bit of strenuous pushing and pulling, but nobody's given up. I lean closer, Xander. And as I lean closer in my blind eye, you swear you see the iris of a dragon eye for a split second staring into oh, you. Shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that... Probably distracts me enough to lose focus on the arm. (laughs) (laughs) You lose focus a little bit. When you're not at that homeostasis point right in the middle, he's able to just slowly put it down to the table. Oh, my God. What is going on with your eye, my bro? I like I know I'm probably not supposed to say that because you're, you know, I but what's going on there? Oh, that's umbral. That's umbral. Pardon me. Umbral. It's my companion, a traveling companion of mine. In your eye? Oh, like Namora. And Namora will pop in my, my shoulder. I'll show you later on tonight. Nice. Uh-huh. You guys take some time drinking, feeling good. Sebastian, you don't feel any of your alcohol. You are just drinking away, <laughs> and you are not feeling tipsy at all. Yo, I think they're skimping out on me. I'm pretty sure the bar's been giving me water all night. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching them pour all your drinks, man. I'm grabbing them for you. I see them. They're fine. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm two drinks in. I'm usually done after one. Aw. That's called constitution. (laughs) (laughs) You're able to drink a little bit, be merry, tell some stories. After a while... You can see outside, dusk falls, and it is now dark out. I want to arm wrestle you later, but I can't do it here because people would freak out. Do what? I want to arm wrestle you later when there's not, like, people around. Why would would they freak out? Because I want to do a special thing. (laughs) Whoa. Sure, okay, that sounds... Skeptic, but yeah, I'm here for it. Everything else is strange, so I'm down for more. Okay. Follow me behind the building. We could just do it behind the building. Whoa. Y'all easy. are uh, getting a little frisky, huh? Sorry, not like what? that. <laughs> no, arm wrestle. You guys head around back to the back of the building. 
And I am going to pull out a small little leaf, put it to my head for a moment, crumble it up, and I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace. Let's go. On each of us. Hell yeah. Beautiful. So we're going to get a plus 10 to the stealth checks. And we don't leave any tracks behind or traces of our passage, which is important with these majestics. <laughs> Straight. Excuse me. Why haven't we called them that yet? No, that's that's a pejorative term for them. <laughs> How have we missed on that the entire time? I got you. I want to hold my beautiful flower crown next to the reproducing hat and see what happens. Yes. Takes a minute, but the crown that was along the outside of this fedora turns into pretty flowers. But it's still a fedora. This is so weird. Kind of cool, though. It's a weird hat. Yeah, we bought it from a tiny woman. A gnome. No, smaller. No, a flying tiny woman. A fairy. Yeah, yeah, I guess Probably. so. Probably. Sprite, fairy, pixie, I don't know. Oh, very different. You should figure out which one. If it was a pixie, she might have sold you a curse. What? Uh, oh, God. She did almost light us on fire with a squirrel. That's the least weird thing you've said to me all day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go to the venue. You head back to the venue. I'm assuming you are trying to be a little sneaky. So as you guys get closer, why don't you give me all stealth checks? Please. 15. Oh, 16. 19 with a plus 10. Same. 19. Oh my God. 25. Oh, God damn no. boy. <laughs> You know what? This is this is how heroes are made. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen us? <laughs> you know, the plus 10 made a difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Or us a six and a five. As you walk up, though, you notice a few things. There are two Valorith guards who are standing by these ropes, making sure no one comes into the venue. There are also two of these Valorith guards by this crystal on top of the stage. There's a lot of magistrate guards here. There are magistrate guards around the ropes on either side. There are two standing in front of the doorway to the left building where you saw the cooks entering and exiting. And five off to the right building, which was the barracks, all of them currently armed. There are also some captains that you can see on the stage next to that building on the right. So... What's what's the course of action here? Why are we supposed to do this? I don't understand. There's more guards here than I expected. Late at night. Why? Well, like you said, that's probably not a good thing. And so there's two guarding like the kitchen area, five on like the barrack side. Mm-hmm. And those are all magistrate guards. Sebastian, can you still make one of us like all invisible? Oh, yeah, probably. Can you only do it to one, do you think? Or can you do it to a couple of us? Uh, I could maybe try two. Might be risky, but I can give it a shot. Blueberry, you usually have pretty good eyes. Do you want to go? I'm not super stealthy. I don't know. I'm scared. I don't know where to go. I don't know what I'm looking for. How, how about you and Ada Wolf go? Yeah, I, I could try for the both of you. And you guys aren't going to leave any tracks. No sounds are going to be made, and no one's going to see you. You just walk around like you own the place. 
We we could even bring along uh, Namora. That might be a liability. Uh, hey, that's <laughs> come on. He's doing his best. Does it look like they're doing anything, or they're just standing guard? Standing guard. No one is currently moving that you can see, and just guarding their area. Okay, I'm I'm down to try. We'd have to try to not lose track of each other. So, yeah, I was just about to say that. Boy, do I have a solution for you, Blueberry. And I'm going to start tying the never-ending rope to her waist. Oh my and god. And then tie the other half to Adderwolf's waist. Guys, we've got sending stones, right? We got that cell phone plan. Yeah, but if, she, if she's invisible, she's not going to know where he is. If she's got a rope tied to them, then aren't you going to be able to just see that? No, it'll also be invisible. Well, then they're going to have to be careful not to knock anything over. Well, yeah. But yeah. then they know where each other are. We could just hold hands. Ooh. Don't make it weird. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're out of view still from the guards, I want to gather Blueberry and Adderwolf, and I want to do a three-way dap. Oh. So we all... Yeah, we all we all do the little triangle hands. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I will cast invisibility at second level. Oh shit, it worked. Why do you sound shocked? Oh I've never done it on two people before. <laughs> this is his first time holding hands. Got him. This is dangerous. <laughs> What have I done? Okay. I'm I'm gonna snap in the air near where Adderwolf was and be like, grab my hand. I don't know where you are. Okay. okay. I well okay, yep. I'll I'll go and grab it. Okay. So we will go in. Should we do something about the poison now? Oh. Before Adderwolf leaves, I'm gonna slip a mixtape into his bag and give him advanced bardic inspiration. <laughs> How long does invisibility last? Concentration up to an hour. If you guys can get into the presence without, like, showing that they're tampered, you should just dump out all of the poison. Just leave empty vials. Just fill it fill it with water. They're small vials, aren't they? We could take them and try to replace them in the morning if we really had to. But what if somebody checks them in the morning? I mean, no one's going to know they're missing as long as they're set up properly. I think it could work. Did we see any other red bow ones? Like, all the rest were green, right? What if we just make it look like those ones aren't special? Just put some green ones over there. Like, take them from these rando seats, put those over there, and then they'll, as they're going through, people will just be like, hey, I'm, I missed a present. How big are these vials? The presents themselves are pretty small. It's like a very small gift bag, almost. So it's possible we could swap them. If we were clever about it. Does it seem like it's easy to open them up without making it look like they're tampered with? The ribbon is holding them closed, so you would have to rip the ribbon. Damn, oh, you'd have to rip it. Okay. If I were to take my ba- my bag, my invisible bag, and open it and pick up a visible vial and put it inside, would it then be invisible? Technically, it's whatever you're carrying. I I At the time you cast it, but... Yeah. I think if you picked it up and put it inside something like that, then yeah. It's kind of like if I ate food while I was invisible, would it yeah. go invisible or <laughs> would you see it? Oh, ew. <laughs> what a question. What if we left a note for all of them saying don't drink? It's a wedding. You gotta drink. 
I feel like that's going to cause more panic than anything. Because, like, all it takes is one person to freak out over there, and that's going to cause a ripple effect through the rest of them. The easiest thing to do for us tonight would be to slowly switch a bunch of the red and green ones near the front, and then steal the red ones, like Xander was saying, so that they replace those in the general seating. Yeah. Okay. I can have Namora run through and grab some of the green ones. I'm worried if the red ones are just sporadically put throughout the general seating, they're going to know, especially if Armina's paying such close attention. I don't think we should put those red ones back out. I think we should just leave them blank. No, we're going to take them after. Yeah. We should leave the seats that we take the green ones from blank, and then people throughout the crowd might be like, hey, I'm missing a present, and they'll just throw out another red one. Oh, okay. If Armina comes out and sees that the proper side is green, don't you think something would happen? Who's she going to tell? Could we try to change that color? You, you're able to change things all the time. I could druid craft like a red vine or something. It's better than what I'd be able to do. I, I can't do that while invisible, though. I think we should get this taken care of like ASAP. Like, let's just get this part done. We'll figure out the logistics later. Let's just get those red ones out and green ones put over there. What if we simply just remove the vials? So like it's it, it, they're wrapped and tied. Yeah, we'll we'll have to tear the the ribbon on it. Could we loosen it without breaking it by chance? You could try. Oh god. <laughs> if we at least try one, then it's possible. Why don't we take a green one first and try it? One in like the back in the general population. I can have Namora help with that. He's he can go invisible. I like that idea. Right. Okay. So first. We go into the general public, not in the like the edge or on the front, somewhere really obvious, but one of the ones in the middle that are green. Try to open one and see if we can get the healthy vial out. Kind of tie it back up empty. Then, if that goes well, replace a red one. Yes. And do that for all of them if we can. Yes. So you guys start heading in invisible. Xander, are you sending Unamora along as well? Yeah. I'll keep an eye on what they're doing out there, and uh, when I start to see them, well, I can't see them. We'll go to our seats to try to open it first. Oh, yeah, just take from our seats. Oh, that's such a good idea. So you'll know where to look. How high and where are you having Namora fly? I will have Namora fly maybe like 40 feet above the left side of the uh, chairs around where our seating is. Xander, there's a ballista mounted on the left building. Oh, oh man. Oh, shit. You cannot see it from the ground. Namora can see it. And he sees one's on the right building. Okay, all right. I'm going to relay that information to the rest <laughs> of the crew. Is that news to you, Adderwolf? That is new. Xander, this looks exactly like the one that was in the magistrate prison. I'm pretty sure that's a magistrate ballista, too. Oh, oh shit. And there's there's one or two. One on each side. That's uh, something to watch out for tomorrow, I guess. Those should not have been there. Could we try to sabotage them? Yeah, I'll run up there. Are, wait, are there guards? Can I see any guards? Up there, I mean, on top of the roof. You do not see guards on top of the roof. All right. Can't, all right. Well, y'all, you guys do the... Uh, with the... Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, while you do the bag swap Olympics, I will try and do something with these ballistas, all right? 
Okay. And I'll cast uh, Spider Climb. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> Xander, how are you going up the wall? Um, My thought was to this big gap that's between the normal guards and the magistrate guards on the left side, like where the seats are. I was planning on going in between there and then using the seats as cover to get to the corner of the building and then go up the side there. You're able to do so. <gasps> Hell yeah! Oh, oh, thank you. Climbing up to the top of the roof, you are now on the roof. Let's cut over to Adwolf and Blueberry. Okay, well, before he left, I would make sure he knew that I changed my mind about doing our bags because that's right next to the kitchens where there are magistrate guards. So we're going to pick less near guards potions. Okay. <laughs> so what exactly are you trying to do? You're trying to open them and take the vial out? Yes. Quietly open and take vial out without like breaking or ripping anything. Give me sleight of hand. Okay. This is sleight of hand and not like a stealth situation. Can I assist? Yes, you may. So you can roll with advantage, Blueberry. Okay. 14? There's a little bit of a rip in this ribbon. It doesn't completely break, but you are able to get the vial out with only just a little bit of disturbance of this bag. Like, you'd have to look pretty dang closely to notice that anything was different. It could have been way worse. Okay, I take this one and I put it in my bag. And I put the bag back where it was. Just the vial. And you're going to try to do this 15 times. Yep. Oh, jeez. And I, I want them to be spaced out, like, at, at one every row or so. Give me, again, a sleight of hand check with advantage. And that number you get will determine how many vials you're able to get successfully. 19? So you're able to get 15 vials. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, God. This is so tense. Okay, we've got 15. You're able to go over to the red ones, take their vials out, and put rose vials in them. Oh. As as we're doing that, I ask Blueberry to hold on to those vials. The poison ones, yes. Yeah, they're in my bag. Both of you are, are around this area. You see that one of these potted plants, you swear you saw one of the roots <sighs> move. Grasping oh, vines. The plants... Alive. Along with that, Adolf, you see on the stage, it's kind of weird that they put a rug directly behind the thrones that the prince and princess are going to be sitting in. All right. That's horrible. While Xander is climbing the wall. How are you climbing the wall? Are you Michael Jacksoning it again? <laughs> No, this time I'm just I'm just <laughs> spider manning. Like I'm just I'm just crawling up because I'm trying to stay like closer to the wall. I'm not just like walking up like a human. You hear from your pocket, even though it's in your mind. Ring ring, <laughs> ring ring ring. Banana phone. <laughs> uh, hello. I have a song for you. Oh. Oh, shit. All right. All right. Let me hear that ringtone. Okay. Jet, hold, can you hold this and just put it on speaker real quick? I'll, I'll hold it up right near him. I'm going to bring Daisy <laughs> around and give Xander some bardic inspiration. Because maybe you're going to be the one that saves me. Now, please don't fall down that big ass wall. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, oh, I'm feeling it. All right. Lit. All right. So I'm going to hop up there and I'm going to start fiddling with whatever screws I can see or bolts or whatever is holding this thing together. Give me an investigation. I don't want to aim for anything that's going to be noticeable. Like, if someone was walking up, they wouldn't see that the thing was just, like, broken. Uh, let's throw on that bardic inspiration if possible. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Thank God I got an eight. Uh, so a total of 21. Nice. Good job, boy. Xander, this thing is sturdily made. But you, you think about it, and with where it is, it's okay if it functions. It's a problem if it moves to the edge and still functions. You think it's best to target one of the wheels. They won't notice until they start to move it, which is when they would need to use it. Yeah. And if it's broken and they find out then, they won't have time to fix it. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. You think it's best to loosen all these screws on the one wheel so that if it started to move, the wheel would fall off and it would no longer be able to move. Perfect. Back, down, next to the stage, Adwolf and Blueberry. Okay. The rug was... Something's wrong with it. The plans are moving. This is a trap. In many ways. Yeah. But at least we won't have any poison nobles. True. Those should be able to escape. Now we know what to expect. Tomorrow. We can potentially split our focuses. And you can warn the princess in some way. They won't get close. And if they do, I'll just cut their hands off. We should return to your friends. Yeah. Xander, he can't see anybody. But as you were done messing with the ballista, as you look over to that area, you can actually see one of the bags be put back down. In the Valorith Noble area, it looks like they finished up moving these vials around. Can I attempt to go to the other side where the other ballista is I will need a new stealth check your most direct way of getting down from one building through the chairs and up the other building you're gonna pass six guards oh Jeez. wow two magistrate guards two Valorth guards in the center and then two magistrate guards on the very right side over by the barracks even if I went like just straight through the chairs you would either be seen by the guards that are guarding the barracks or the ones that are a little bit closer to the ropes. Would it help if we maybe Sebastian and I did a small, some sort of little thing to make them look the other way? Start a fire. <laughs> uh, fight me. Fight. We're not even supposed to. <laughs> uh, you supposed bastard. To I can't believe you slept with my wife. Kick him in the shin. Uh, 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 I'm going to kick him in the shin. Oh, and you kicked me in the shin? Yeah, you deserved it for stealing my woman. Oh, my God. Sebastian, give me deception with advantage. <laughs> 27. Oh, Jesus. Thank God I had advantage on that because it was a two. <laughs> so the you can see the two Valorith guards in the center stand their ground. But the two magistrate guards that are on either side of them, further to the east and west along the ropes, both start running down this street 
They yell, hey, get out of here. What are you doing? No, no, you can't be around here fighting. Go to the tavern. He I don't care. Get out of here. with my wife. I don't give a shit. Your wife's a whore. Get out of here. What? How dare you? Xander, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and give me that stealth check. That is a 12. Bruh. As you're climbing down this building, give me a wisdom saving throw. Excuse me? Ooh. No. How are you not more of a sneaky boy? Damn, son. That's my third nat 20 of the night. Let's go. Thank God. Oh, my God. Andrew, you're a little hungry. Again? Damn. A donut. Oh. All right. Oh, shit. He's got a donut. What? Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, no. Wait, is that an actual donut? Or I thought it was a potato. <laughs> no, they, they're legitimate donuts. Why would he just be hand eating a potato? What the fuck? I would hand eat a salt potato any day of the week. Wait, is it a vegan donut? No. What the hell? It's a pumpkin donut. <laughs> All right. It was a number six. So I got six donuts and... Uh, it wasn't a vegan donut. I'm sorry. Xander, you start running between these two chairs getting real low. Don't tell me his stomach gives him away. Your tummy's growling. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Turn around, and those Valrith guards, they say, Yo, that poor dude, he's like, he's got cheated on. That kind of sucks. The higher perception check I rolled was an 11, and you got a 12. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Oh, my god. Oh, my god. <laughs> you are able to climb up this other building. You already know how to dismantle this thing. It takes you a moment, but you are able to get rid of this other wheel. Use that same stealth check to climb back down. And as you are coming back towards, you see Jet and Sebastian being yelled at by magistrate guards to get. This is a good time for uh, Adwolf and Blueberry, you invisibly, to come back and see this as well. What the hell? I'm still kicking him in his shins. So you slept with his wife and you're kicking him in the shins? Exactly! my woman first! (laughs) Wow. Wow. This is a weird made-up story we came up with. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad you emphasized this was made up. I was very confused. It was very convincing, right? We're going to start running towards the, uh, the tavern. Are you running like you're chasing him? <laughs> yeah, I'm throwing uh, something at him like a rock. <laughs> you guys are easily able to all meet up at the lingering flame as Adwolf and Blueberry reappear, preferably in a dark location. I pull out a little vial. We did the thing. It seems like it is about time for rest. Tomorrow is a big day, the Balorith and Elvarath wedding. So for today, that's a wrap. Oof. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thank you all so, so much for listening. Thank you, Gabe, for being here. Yes. yes. So nice. Yes. Yes. That was so intense. Gabe Higgs, where can the people find you? What do you do? All that stuff. Plug everything you want. It'll all be in the description below. So... Uh, you can find me at Gabe James Games across the internet, and I am mainly on Twitter where I'm doing a bunch of stuff. You will see me on Tuesdays at Shakar and that Bronze Girls channel. And if you go to uh, Dimension 20, you will have seen my trailer for Shriek Week. Awesome. Oh, Very exciting. Come join us next week for the behind the scenes, and in two weeks, you can figure out exactly what's going to happen at this crazy ass wedding. 
Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Xander's Abduction is our very first Patreon stretch goal, and we are nearly there. At 100 patrons, we will be running an intense, ridiculous, hilarious, and probably very stressful, well, for Xander, one-shot depicting the story of Xander's abduction. So head on over to patreon.com slash castparty and check out the loads of exclusive content from the cast and crew. Behind the scenes for every episode of Cast Party, exclusive one-shots from the after party, and so, so much more. You'll also receive access to our community Discord, where we host live listening parties with all of us on the release night of every Cast Party episode, as well as entry into our merch giveaway that we do at the end of every episode. Speaking of, this episode's merch giveaway winner is... Ponto Hornblower! But hey, if you want some merch for yourself to rock around town, head on over to cast-party.myshopify.com. We just dropped loads of exclusive, limited edition Cast Party anniversary merch, and I am in love. So grab some for yourself while you still can. Thank you all again for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks alongside Gabe yet again to see what's in store at this wedding. See ya! Do you guys like taxidermy? Because I bought something, and I don't want to show if you don't like it, but... (laughs) Yeah, uh, really bad taxidermy is kind of scary, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, this one's pretty good. Well, first, first tell Anna what fucking Anya got. Oh, right. Anya bought a wildebeest. Just a whole ass wildebeest. What? And driving home with it was not comfortable because I w- it was in my lap. <laughs> like it's- oh my god! It's so crazy. It's unreal. Yeah, right? How much was that? Uh, three fifty. Oh wow! I-, I was gonna say that's not as bad as what I thought it would be. The prices that this guy was offering were like really, really good. They also they had a zebra head. Um, which was crazy. The biggest one, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like basically a reindeer. Whole front half of a reindeer. It was crazy. Nigel, you look cute as shit right now. <laughs> Just holding this little thing. What's <laughs> happening? Oh my god. <laughs> I, I bought uh, an albino squirrel taxidermy today. Are you keep, are you just gonna keep the price tag on it just just to keep yourself humble? Well, no, I just haven't taken that off. <laughs> He's gotta I, flex somehow. <laughs> I I got home like five minutes before I got on, so I haven't gotten a chance to do anything. But yeah, I I bought this today. That's so much bigger than I thought. They charged you probably like fifty dollars for that log. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> they had a normal squirrel on driftwood that was seventy five, but I was like, I might as well get the albino one. Okay, that's fair. Oh, and if you look in the chat, Gabe. That's what my girlfriend bought. I'm afraid. Holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) Is it hollow? Yeah, yeah. So that was, it's only like 20 to 30 pounds. Nigel, you you look very worried. You wouldn't, (laughs) but you could ironically put your head in it and then run forward. Oh, yeah, 100%. Sick as hell. (laughs) When we were driving home, it was in the back seat with me, and its like nose was on my leg, and one of its horns was curled around, so it was pointing right at my ribs. So if we got into any sort of accident, I would die. I would get gored and die. (gasps) Don't you have a trunk? Not big enough for that thing. (laughs) Okay. Like, I'm small, but that thing is still pretty big. Jeez. Where is it going? On my girlfriend's wall. Possibly in her bedroom. I'm not sure. She has a lot of dead things in her her room, her apartment. Good for her. Right above her bed are these giant uh, elk antlers. 
And so, of course, the first thing that ever popped into my head was, oh, God, what if that falls? Yeah. (laughs) Nothing should be over beds. That's that's my rule. At least for me, I can't do it. I'm too scared all the time. I know they're structurally sound, but like bunk beds just feel like time bombs. Can confirm as me and Colin have grown up with bunk beds. What, the first like 10, 12 years we were alive? Too much. Too much. The plants are alive. Can you hear me? (laughs) I think I saw the plants are alive. (laughs) That's what I said. (laughs) Let's go! (laughs) (laughs) Final preparations, everyone. Please come to me for the final planning details. Eric 5, please make sure the maiden from Duford has a booster seat. She is bringing Saint E. Love and specifically asked to be eye height with him during the ceremony. Jeski Fire, would you please move the harp just three inches to the right? Ebab Flo is a wonderful harpist and will have no problem squeezing in between the statues. I want to get one more chair right in front of the stage for Rosendo. He is such a fan of weddings, and I'm hoping to host his party whenever he decides to tie the knot. I just have to stay on his good side. Dubword? What are you doing with that perfume, Cauldron? I told you it needed to be right at the entrance so that if anyone comes with too much B.O., we can sprinkle it on them in secret. Perfect. Right there. Warthorn Knight, you are surely looking ravishing today, but, I mean, is that really what you're going to wear tomorrow? Maybe try something a little more... flattering? Here, head on over to Sean de Jesus. He's the best tailor in town. Tell him I sent you and to get you into something more like New York. They are always dressed to the nines and I know you will come out looking 20 years younger. Ash, thank you so much for all of your help. I have one more favor to ask of you. We unfortunately needed to take out a section of seats to bring in a cage for Lord Asselberg's pet triceratops. And one of those seats was yours. So if you could just not show up tomorrow... That would be wondrous, but thank you again for all your help. 